Hello friends and welcome to the latest Kings of Anglia podcast. I'm back in the chair, I'm your host as ever, Mark Heath. Ipswich Town are still undefeated, although the perfect record has gone. They've considered their first goal of the season. Should we panic? Should we not? We'll talk about all that today. But of course, the guys, I must introduce first of all, the guys who know what they're talking about. And they're bloody good looking too. First of all, I'm going to go to Hutch Hogan. How are you, my friend? Never been called good looking on a, on a, on a podcast. That's, that is great. We've talked um, before about your beautiful eyelashes. So I've got I've got some promising elements. Um, not convinced with the way the whole package comes together, uh, <laughs> but, in, but in terms of but in terms of some individual elements, um, yeah, I've got some eight out of ten features. That sounds like a review. Um, promising individual elements, whole package doesn't come together. Is that something that your wife's written before? Just need to work. Yeah, just need to work on. Just need to work on pulling it all together. Yeah, I need Present- to be. I, I'm not. Um, my the overall output is less than the sum than the sum of its parts potentially. Which um, which body part would you say rates highest on you? You say probably you've got some uh, uh, probably the legs. <laughs> if I'm honest, legs I, I, legs eyebrows uh, not not eyebrows sorry eyelashes yeah. they're the, they're the best bits. Some other some other less promising bits. I've often told my eyes are too close together. Um, <laughs> Little bit, little bit jowly, uh, but yeah. So uh, let's 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 uh, yeah. Shall we move on? No, I or... want to establish, I want to establish what what the score out of ten is first before we move on for your your best bits. Um, I'm a nine on the lashes. Yeah, I'm an eight on the legs. Yeah. Um, they are the best. They are the best bits. To be Excellent. honest, excellent. They're, they're they're carrying the rest of the ship. <laughs> Doctor Watson, Stewie Watson, what's your uh, what's your best body part, and how many points out of ten does it get? Oh wow, uh, I didn't realise this was going to be spread around the room. Um, hair is ranking pretty low. Yeah, uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, that's very hard to self. Well, you, I'm struggling, mate. To be honest. You've got powerful um, thighs, I seem to remember. You've got big yeah, legs. yeah. Again, that's a sort of a waning power as mm. time has gone on. Um, eyes. Good eyes, yeah. I often gaze into your eyes. Very nice. Obviously, you wear glasses, so they're not, they're not, they are slightly impaired, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's all a bit rubbish then, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How are you anyway? I'm fine, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Enjoy your break. It was delightful. Yeah, we've just been chatting off, off air. It was really good. Um, but yeah, so I, I basically deconnected for uh, a whole week. And I've been frantically reading your stuff since this weekend just to catch up. So hopefully I'm not too far away. Mm. I'm not too far off it, as the managers say. Now then, the boy Roscoe, producer Ross... Sat in for me, I understand, last Thursday in, in the host chair. Very big seats to fill. Mm. Roscoe, how are you? I'm very well, and I think that should be the last time I do it. I wouldn't say so, my friend. I listened to it. I thought it was good. Very good indeed. Um, considering when we first signed you, brought you over yeah. on a big money big money move, you were, you were so shy that you wouldn't really speak to anyone uh, in, after games and stuff. Um, it took a while to get to the, the point we're at now, and now now we can't stop you. You're hosting podcasts, you're all over videos, fantastic. Very proud of you, my friend. One thing I didn't in analogy 
and comparing Stewie and Hutchie to your adopted dad <laughs> and, and, and me as your adopted uncle. I think that's backwards, I've got to say. Surely they are your cool uncles. They take you on road trips to Germany and get you drunk and tell you everything you do is great. And I, unfortunately, am the one who have to rein you in a little bit and say, Ross, you're half an hour late. <laughs> um, that kind of stuff. So surely I'm the dad. I'm the, I'm the responsible one. And the boys, as I say, your fun uncles, don't you think? I oh, know you took me to fighting and stuff, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's in, in between, I think. I did. Can we all be your uncles? Then we're all your cool yeah. uncle. I'm, yeah, I'm slightly more, slightly more disciplined one of, of, yeah. of the three. Yeah, boys, it's tremendous to speak to you all. Um, what's go just before we uh, before we get into the football? What's your best body part? Score out of ten, please. Is is a is a bit a beard is not a body part, is it? So it's, atta- it's, it's attached to your body. Yeah, so I'll say that. Like I think it needs a bit more improvement. I'm still like wanting to improve it, but I'll give it an eight at the moment. When you say improve it, what do you mean? Like grow it longer or? Yeah, and on though, I want it shape a bit better. And I don't, I don't think it will grow. You know where you you know under lip, you know your lips, uh, like there's little bits there. I'm tr- I'm pointing at them when I'm not seeing you guys' face, so I can't really actually. Yeah. Who's a, who's whose beard? Whose celebrity beard do you most cover? Um oh. Anne Middleton. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Mel Gibson when he gets it. <laughs> Mel, uh, Mel, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know, really. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll move on to football. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Good good to uh, good to be back with you boys. Um obviously as I say, I, I kind of I actually deleted Twitter off my phone following Hutchie's lead um, and it was tremendous now unfortunately I can't work out how to get it back on my phone um, <laughs> but I'm not too worried obviously uh, Town played at the weekend the 100% record's gone they stayed undefeated however 1-1 draw at MK Dons um, first goal of the season conceded as well and uh, catching up on social media this this morning you would think that um, the Titanic has sunk Town season is over um, so Stewie let's, let's start with you 1-1 at MK Dons they played was it uh, 30 minutes with 10 men? Didn't play very well by the sound of it. But um, your thoughts? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a positive point in that they didn't play very well at all. I thought they were second best for pretty much the entire game. Um, but in the face of adversity with, with Ward going off injured... 20-odd minutes, Downs obviously then going off, injured and leaving them with 10 men for the best part of half an hour and didn't play well, still got a point. I can kind of just about cling on to the positives of that, but it's it's hard not to feel that with everything that's happened in, in the past that there's some little alarm bells ringing there to think. It just kind of puts a seed of doubt in, in the mind um, the way they were kind of outplayed by by MK Dons, we're not talking about one of the, the forerunners in the league here, are we? So mm. um, it's important that they kind of um, get get back to it in their next. Uh, I know they've got the the Elf Trophy next, yeah. but you know, in the next league game, they you know Blackport will be interesting to see what the uh, the reaction will be like at the weekend. Hutchie, what do you make of it all? I would. I, I'm not getting too over over excited, overly worried about it. I, I'm. I think I think in this game we saw the worries that I've had about that midfield, the current midfield three. Mm. Um, 
obviously they've they'd all been playing very well and on the front on the front foot. But I I I think I've said on here a few times before I've got worries about what they would be like on the back foot. And I think for the first time we saw uh, Dazelle a little bit overrun in in the the deeper role as as teams pushed on and attacked Ipswich and they they needed Flynn Downs in that game earlier. Uh, I think I, I think Sue and I had to sit one in front of each other at, at a very great distance yeah. for this game, and I think five or six minutes in, I, I shouted at Stu that the game needed Flynn Downs um, now, and and I, I think that was that was the difference having a mid a midfielder with a bit of bite in there because there was some great defending in there. Some like Toto had a really good game. Luke Chambers and James Wilson both had had good games in terms of the amount of blocks and headed clearances and last ditch defending that was in there but in terms of working the ball up into those positions MK were having that far too easy and I think a little bit more grit and and bite in the midfield would have would have really helped that but obviously we've ended up seeing Downs come on um after the after the goal has gone in and and he's off again 10 minutes later which is an injury that looks really worrying Mm. Mm. I mean, they didn't sort out the sorry. They didn't sort out MK Dons. Just had um, Kasumu was playing the sort of Dazelle role for them. Virtually stood on the toes of their back three, and uh, once they kind of played around it, which is I hesitate to call it a press because it wasn't a full on press. But once they kind of broke through that first line of of the press and uh, got the ball into Kasumu, he had far too much time and space to then kind of get the ball rolling really and that's uh yeah it's that's as Andy says that's the that's the deficiency of of this midfield that it's it's high on creativity but sort of low on low on bite and downs obviously sort of addresses a bit of balance there and hmm. the, the problem with Flynn is that I think he's got a bit of kind of regressed to having that sort of um pent-up frustration in his play he came on the other week he obviously had two really good cameos to start with, Fulham and uh, Bristol Rovers. And then I think maybe in his mind, he thought that he might be getting the start the, the following weekend, was on the bench again. Who was that against, Andy? Remind me, comes on against Rochdale. Rock, yeah, Rochdale, very hot-headed, wasn't he? Hot-headed, flew into a few tackles, had to be told to calm down. And <clears throat> that was the case again at the weekend. He came on and he wasn't helped by a... Um, a pretty poor Alan Judge pass that sort of left him in a bit of danger, but mm. he kind of steamed into a tackle where the ball wasn't necessarily there to be won, and he's come off worse. And that looks like it could be um, quite a serious injury. The way he kind of, I think he sort of twisted and a bit of his weight has gone on his on his left knee, and he's he's left the the ground on crutches. So that's a concern. Mm. That one really remind it reminded me of of what Freddie Sears did at Norwich back in February of last year. Um, that at the time looked looked a, a little innocuous, but but we knew it was fairly nasty. But by the end, you're kind of thinking, ah, what's happened here? We don't we don't know the result of any scans or anything, but it it wouldn't wouldn't shock me if we're talking. Talking months here for Downs, just speaking off the top of my head, what do you reckon, Stuart? It feels like that to me, the way that he was needing to be helped and moving on yeah. those crutches. don't want to speak prematurely, but they're, they're weighing on the results of the scan. But the, the way that Lambert and others kind of spoke about it afterwards um, could, could very well be. 
I mean, that that is really the story of the game, isn't it? Obviously, I know that, that obviously Town got a point and didn't play very well, but in terms of uh, kind of headline events, Town come out of the game with two more injuries, Flynn Downs, you say, potentially uh, potentially a bad one. And also, um, Stephen Ward went off injured, didn't he, early. Um, is there any update on that? He left, no. he left the ground in a boot, but yeah. uh, there's no update on it. They don't know the severity both, of it. They both had scans and they're both, you know, they're waiting for the results of those today. Typically, they sort of give these injuries 24 hours or so to let the swelling go down and then they get the scan done and then it will be kind of, I guess, later today when they when they know the sort of true extent of it. But um, yeah, Downs, Downs left the ground on crutches. Ward left in a protective boot on his right foot. Um, it's a sort of a, another one of these nagging Achilles that we've uh, we've heard a lot about with Kane Vincent Young and um, <clears throat> Lambert said it was his decision to take him off. I think Stephen wanted to carry on playing, but obviously made it known to the uh, to the coaching staff that he was just feeling that Achilles a little bit, and they don't want to take any risks with uh, with that injury because once once those go, then you're in trouble. And um, you know, given his age, we saw. Well, I know we spoke before about John Walters having a an Achilles very sort of similar Achilles thing and he tried to play through it, snapped and that was he didn't didn't play another professional game after that. So um they need to be very careful with Stephen Wall because um there's no doubt about it. They were uh, a far worse team for uh, for his absence when uh, Miles Kemlock came on. Which obviously is a brilliant segue, Stu. You've done that professionally there to bring Ross into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that, that that Stephen Ward is clearly very important to this side. Um, veteran leader, a quality player, played at high levels. Uh, and his backup is, of course, Miles Kenlock. Ross, you're famously a fan. Um, <laughs> what, what did you make of it when Kenlock came on? It's fair to say that he struggled. Yeah, well, I don't mean him any harm, but he's not very good, is he, really? Um, <laughs> but... Uh... I did. Oh, yeah. You know, Stephen Ward has been has been probably one of our best players this season so far. You know, mm. not just due to his experience, but you know, for a lot of people, they're going really getting a thirty-five-year-old playing at left back. But he's been he's been unreal defensively. Even going forward, he's not too bad. Mm. Um, and to be fair to Miles Kenlock, you know, he hasn't played much at all. Even last season, he didn't really play much. So he's still going to be, you know, pre-season. He's, you know, he hasn't had much pre-season as well, but. He just seemed so out of depth in, you know, in that game. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm still, I'm still trying to get over how we didn't lose that game. Really, um, definitely when Downs went off. Um, I think if we had a, a different team playing us, maybe who had more up front, I think we would have definitely lost that game. Um, but yeah, Miles Kenlock. Yeah, I know a lot of fans are <laughs> not a fan of him at all, and can't believe he's playing League One football. But it is what it is. Hutchie, if if um if Ward's out for a bit, is it just the case of just going with Ken Lock at left back and kind of sucking it up, or I mean, what do you reckon? There are, there are options there. Um, Janoid Danasian's played a lot of left back in his career. If you're looking for a, an alternative to to, to Miles Kenlock, um, and then the new the new signing um, who arrived on on Friday, Keenan Bennett's is a is a player capable of playing at left back. I, I'm not sure that's necessarily why they've brought him in primarily but if he can play there then then he's a he's another option but um I'd be interested to see what Kenlock can do if given a proper run in the team um mm. if if you're to kind of give him one one defense that that's not something that they've 
that that he's had. Um, mm-hmm. say, saying saying that he's not he's not taken opportunities when they've come, and on and on. I don't think he's a particularly good player at coming into games as a substitute. He seems to he seems to take a while to get going whenever he comes on as as a substitute. Um, and that was definitely, definitely the case at the weekend. He, he had to be bailed out of trouble. I think it was a really quite strong Luke Chambers uh, tackle needed to bail him out from an early mistake in, in this game. And um, sadly, I think whichever way, whichever way we're talking about this, it's going to be a downgrade on, on Stephen Ward because they, they haven't conceded a goal when he's been on the pitch. Mm. And, uh, and, um, a fair few of those goals they have conceded in other games have come have, have come down his what would have been his wing. Um, mm. Obviously, the goal at the weekend was that one of the goals in the the Arsenal under twenty ones game came came from that route as well. Um, so, sadly, I think if he's out for any length of time, what, whatever they do is is going to be a downgrade. But there are options away away mm. from Kenlock. So I'll take a few thoughts from the KOA Army and then I want to talk more about injuries, which is obviously a, a bit of a storyline. Um, a couple of friends of the show to kick us off. Nigel G says, I'm more worried about the injuries and how it'll affect us being able to keep up with the formation 4-3-3. I thought we picked up a good point. I'm not overly worried yet as there's a long way to go, but I still think we generally need to create and take more chances. Harvey Davis, sweet Welsh Prince, says, I had a feeling we were only going to get a point out of the game. People are getting a little OTT after one draw, though asking for a change of formation, etc. need to stick with it. He says, losing Warden Downs is a massive blow. As much as I'd like Ken not to succeed, he's not good enough. So Harvey agrees with you there, Roscoe. Um, <clears throat> take a couple more. Matt says it was bloody awful performance. Um, 10 points from 12 is decent, though. Um, too much time to think and dwell on our problems won't help. Keep playing, keep winning. Every little thing will be all right. <laughs> um, FPL Tractor says one of those games that with 20 minutes I've taken the point. They, it's important um, they respond on Saturday. I'm looking forward to seeing a few different guys in the Elf Trophy. Wolf and Dunham McGuinness in defence would be interesting. Also, we'll talk about that in due course. Chris Bennett says the midfield three of Bishop, Nolan and Dazelle are too weak and not the sort of players we need when the opposition have so much possession. That kind of links a little bit to what you were saying earlier, Hutchie. And Mouth11 says injuries are becoming ridiculous now. There definitely has to be something wrong with the training or medical care at the club. Performance was poor. Point not the worst result as long as you win the next one. No need to panic just yet. So, boys, injuries. <clears throat> um, somewhat glibly, in, in the height of the pandemic, um, there were quotes going around from Paul Lambert as we, we start to look at the return of football. And he said that, that playing 90 minutes for players would be dangerous. Um, and I, I tweeted kind of comparing it to things that actually were dangerous um, uh, and running around a pitch for 90 minutes, suggesting that that's not dangerous. But clearly... In the in the in the in the grand scope of things, playing ninety minutes as a, as a football player, um, when they've been deconditioned to the extent of having six months off, um, is going to lead you more open to injuries. So, the injuries that we're seeing mounting up now, um, we feel like we should have the casualty theme tune playing actually as we talk about this. Um, but the injuries that are mounting up now at Town, you've got Norwood obviously as well, which you talked about last week, uh, and several other kind of key players. Was that an inevitable part of, of having six months off and coming back, or? Is there genuine reason to be concerned about what's going on at town injury-wise? Stewie. The casualty theme tune's a banger, by the way. It is. Was um, it Oxide, Oxide Neutrino remixed it, didn't they? In, uh, that's in right. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm, I digress. Yeah. Um, 
think I think there was an e an element of inevitability about it because you can do all the all the running and fitness work you want. I don't think you can replicate the sort of uh, the, the chopping and changing movements of football and the the, the quick accelerations and uh, the physicality of it. And Ipswich won't be alone. Up and down the country, there'll be there'll be injuries. There is injuries happening, uh, muscle injuries. But this is against the backdrop of Ipswich having had a, a pretty poor injury record for for a number of years now, and. Um, I don't know, you know, the, the Downs one at the weekend, you have to take everyone in isolation. The Flynn Downs injury at the weekend is just a a football collision on a football pitch, which has got nothing to do with um, sports science and physiotherapy. The Ward one is slightly different, but he's a 35-year-old he's a guy who hasn't played, hadn't been playing tons of football at Stoke even before all of the mm. pandemic and, and everything. It's it's impossible for, for us to say because we're not, sports science experts but I would you I have sympathies that's all I can kind of say but that's not to dismiss it to say that it's not something that shouldn't be asked about and, and something that should be investigated is it is it something that we're seeing across football as I say I've been not, I've been off for a week so I've not really been in touch but are you aware of kind of similar injury problems at other clubs as, as teams get back into playing and, and obviously playing a lot Hutchie is that is that something you, you've picked up on well, the club, I can't really talk about all, all of the other clubs, but the, Lam, both Lambert and Stuart Taylor have pointed at figures of kind of varying degrees between 22 and 28% increase on in terms of injury over the since the return to since the return of football. Um, I, I don't I don't think it, Ipswich's injury levels either now or in the past are as like far and away ahead of other clubs as maybe. You might think uh, every club suffers injuries. Like Norwich, Norwich last season had a ridiculous amount, mm. ridiculous amount of injuries all at the same time. Um, other clubs are definitely having injuries. I, I think there's an element of the in-game ones, like like Stu says, in, in terms of downs. There, that, that, that's absolutely. I don't think that's anything to do with with sports science and, and management of medical care or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think, like Sue said, you do have to take them all in isolation. I know Norwood's been a bit of a lightning rod for this, but I, I, I genuinely think that coming back from a fairly serious surgery that required proper rehab and care during during the pandemic, when you weren't able to have the he wasn't able to have the access to the, the medical people or the necessarily even the scans that you would have would have had in normal times. Um, has helped him at all you have to take them all in isolation I'm not a sports science expert and I'm not going to pretend to be mm. but like Stu I, I do I do have an element of sympathy there as well Can a, a couple of the, the guys from Carry Army have just been asking for a little update on on injuries and where we stand with them because it is it's kind of hard to keep up sometimes so obviously um Hutchie I know you, you've done something on this before I went on holiday but so Downs and Wards we don't know as yet although fears for, for fears for kind of long-term injury for Downs Norwood obviously came out last week he's going to be out for two months is it with a yeah eight weeks eight weeks so Drynan the boy jersey's obviously out till November with a, a thigh injury KVY is a is a nagging Achilles we're not, not sure when he's going to return um just brings up to date. Any others there, Hutchie, just to, just to mention Wolf and Dennis, he, he's yeah. back on the grass, isn't he? 
Yeah, he was there at the weekend, just didn't make the bench. Um, yeah. Caden, Caden Jackson obviously made the bench. Cole Skews is due in for a very minor. Uh, described by Paul Lambert on Friday as a freshen up, which is something you get in a nightclub toilet. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's going in for that today just to, to I think, move, move some pieces around in his knee, which doesn't sound as minor as they were making it sound. But... Um, <laughs> He could be another three or four weeks, but aside from that, like the main avalanche of of injuries, a kind of a kind of back really. And Darba's dead leg, he's he's over that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So K K V Y is the one that doesn't have any kind of return date put on it. Really, um, whenever they've been asked about that, it's it's been very vague. Yeah. Um, some people have told me that he was due back in training last week, whereas others have suggested that it's it's a lot it's longer than that. So um I think I think he I think he's out doing some kind of running at least at, mm. the, at the moment. But whether that means he's good to go in the near future or not, I've got a bit of a mystery that one. Yeah. Um take a few more thoughts from the Carry Army before we move on to exciting stuff. Um Zach Arms says dropping two points is not a complete disaster. Um, however, dropping two points in the manner we did is a worry. There was no urgency from a single player on the pitch to try and change the outcome. We've got to improve and quickly. Justin says I'd only be worried if that sort of performance becomes a regular thing. There's no need to panic. We would have crumbled in that game last season. Big John Watson, leader of the uh, the Northern Battalion of the Carey Army, he says I think it's a bump. How we respond is the important thing. I'm very worried about missing Ward as his quality and had good leadership and Kenlock is simply not good enough. However, I would have settled for 10 points from a 12 possible. More injuries worry me. Downs especially. Come on, you blues. T-Segs says he's calmed down since talking to Ross for game day. Was was T-Segs a bit animated, Ross, on the on the game day, post-game? A little bit, yeah. He wasn't, wasn't happy and I was trying to calm him down, but, you know, after a game. Yeah. You know, Sometimes you get a bit, a bit carried a bit, away, a bit heated. He yeah. says, "I'm, I'm concerned, still worried. We won't be able to beat a, a top six to eight side. Injuries are worrying. Neither left back big time if Ward is out long term." And then Paul M says, "It's not a bump. We just aren't very good. I want to see an Ipswich team that looks comfortable for 90 minutes in League One. We haven't, and we won't see that under Lambert. The first two games were all right. Nothing special against average teams. We have a striker who won't score more than 10 goals this season. An aging squad which is far too big." And we don't need Judge. Wilson may be solid, but he can't pass the ball. Wolf has to start when he's fit, no question. And I still have no faith in Lambert. For me, it's only a matter of time. That's very uh, very depressing there from Macca. And, and just finally, Harry Butcher, friend of the show, man with the arrows, says, I'm sorry, but Kenlock is just not good enough. We take the point and see what the next game brings. Stewie, in your post-match analysis, Stu says, goes up 6am every Sunday. You said that, all things considered, that a point, in the in the scenario that it was in, wasn't actually that bad a result. Is there an argument that everyone's getting a little bit carried away, perhaps, um, about saying that um, town was clearly a disaster? I don't really want to get into that. People are uh, debate about fans get too high and too low. Yeah, of course they do. That's why we're football fans. That's the whole point of it. We're not meant to just sort of be. It's our job to try and be sort of. It's. The, it's our job as the media to a lesser extent, it's, but it's the job of the management and the players to kind of not get too high with the highs and stay really level. Fans fans aren't meant to do that. That's not their that's not their job description. They're, they're meant to be the ones that are sort of uh, swinging wildly from one extreme to the other. That's that's the emotion of it. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah, I'm not going to start telling people how they should react to things. Um, there was a comment in there from from a listener that said that they haven't looked, haven't haven't been comfortable all, all this season. I, I would disagree with that. I think that's what gave us that sort of encouragement from the first three games because that's as comfortable as, as I've felt watching Ipswich and certainly in um, the, the first couple of games uh, when they were dominating possession and uh, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm prepared to kind of take this as a didn't play well, got a point. Hopefully that's the sign of a, a, a trait of a successful side, but it's, it's early days at the moment and we'll, 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 we'll start to, as we said in the previous podcast before this one, we'll know more when they play some uh, some of the proper competition in the in the coming months. Kind of 10 games in, the table starts to take shape, as they say. Mm. Um, are there any other notes from, from MK Dons before we move on to more exciting matters, sexy stuff? Uh, just on the, on the Kenlock thing, I think... Clearly, he's, he's not had a good game at the weekend, and I understand everyone's doubts around him. I would just go back to, and Andy touched upon this, is his, his lack of sort of runs in the side. Um, I think he's probably a, a confidence player, and I think a bit like Dazelle, really, there was always that, oh, well, he's never taken his chance when it comes. But when your chance comes fleetingly every sort of few months and you're dipped into the team and there's a real pressure on you to to, to make it count, I think that probably goes against him. Mm. Um, I think there's been times in the past where once he has had a run of sides, he's looked, started to look more comfortable and he, he has got qualities, hence why he's been at the club for so long and got new contracts. But uh, that is the only sort of hope with him, that if Ward is out for a little while, that he can grow into it and uh, get, get over any sort of early wobbles. But I do, you know, there's no doubt that he, he didn't have a good game at the weekend. I think he would be helped by having the right player in front of him. And I'm not sure Alan Judge is the right player to have in front of him, someone who, who likes to go wandering and, and leave the fullback a little bit more exposed. I'd be more comfortable if it was Sears or or, or even Edwards, who certainly for a winger likes a tackle sort mm. of in front of him, I think would, would be quite helpful. Can we move on to, to sexy stuff, Hutchie? Have you got any other notes Notes from MK um, Don? To throw into the yeah, mix? Just very, very quickly, I... I'm not, like I said, I'm not hugely, I'm not hugely worried after this game. I think you can, you can write it off as a blip as long as they can respond. We, we obviously, the definition of blip was tested last season um, <laughs> by, by, by noises within the squad. But this game did show me some of my fears about the team kind of, kind of coming re- to reality. I talked about the midfield earlier, mm. and the same, the same with relying on Ollie Hawkins as as the central striker if you he worked so hard but how many times have we talked about Ipswich strikers in a one up front working so hard mm. um but having very little very little to show for it and a player like him he's not going to be prolific i think we i think we know that mm. but he needs that midfield to get high and he needs those wingers to get tight on him and, and attack from the the flanks to to make that system work and it it didn't. It didn't in this it, before the red card. Uh, red card uh, injury. Isn't, yeah. There are other ways to go down to ten men. Um, <laughs> but before the before they went down to ten men and after, um, he was isolated. And 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 that's my that's been my real fear with him. Um, I 
would wouldn't necessarily have, have thrown Alan Judge on immediately after the MK equaliser because we talked about this at the time at the ground and we were talking Stu and I were talking about having Caden Jackson in reserve for the final 10 minutes just as a as a pacey outlet someone that mm. could run run the MK defense particularly Richard Keogh who didn't look like he was playing his first game first proper game in over a year but I think he could have been I think you could have probed him a little bit in the final final 10 minutes with Caden Jackson. That, that may just have stretched him to the limit and, and nick a winner on the break. But we'll, ne- we'll never know because all, all three subs had been used earlier. Yeah, I don't think that's being smart with hindsight, is it? I mean, everyone was crying out for the game to be changed and Downs had to come on, as we've discussed. But did he did he need to use that third sub, given, given he'd already been forced to make one in the first half? Um yeah, Keogh, Dean Lewington in there in, in that back three as well. It was not, I won't have a word against that man. <laughs> it was pretty clear that um that Ipswich's best avenue back into the game was on, on the counter attack and um Jackson would have been well suited for that. And yes, okay, you might have only got ten minutes out of him at, at this stage or whatever, but that seemed a bit premature to make a, a double change at, at that time. But I don't know. We can all be smart with hindsight, but um, Hutchie, before we move on, we've got to talk about Dean Lewington because you just reminded me. Um, you outed yourself as a Dean addict uh, in your Sunday snap yesterday lunchtime, 12 noon every Sunday. Give it a read. Excellent stuff. Um, Dean Lewington, Hutchie, what is it about Dean Lewington that, that leaves you so agog? I'm, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I, I love the man. Um, I think it stems from the first time I ever saw him, which was best part of a decade ago now he got sent off for for violent conduct for just kicking someone and he came to my sort of on my radar that day and um i just love him he's just so synonymous of of mk dons a club that a club that isn't necessarily the most popular on the football pyramid and he's not the kind of player that's the most popular kind of style of footballer as well but they're just they're just perfect together he's the lord of the manor he is the don the dean <laughs> um me and my my group of friends who uh who uh have seen him a lot over the years covering yeah. league, one, league one and league two um every time any of us cover a game that he's playing in we we send pictures around little little snapshots um in the presence of greatness because uh, I've got got friends covering clubs all over the league now these days, and um, <laughs> it's it's just great. We've got images of him and, and Pete Winkleman sort of running the town of Milton Keynes, just two lords of the manor on top of their game, can't untu- untouchable in their town. Um, just, let me, just let me get this straight. Did you just say you've got a, a WhatsApp group dedicated purely to Dean Lewington? It's become that way. Um, it? It, it, it wasn't originally set up for that. It's just a, a mates group of mates WhatsApp chat. But yeah. um, there's lots of there's lots of Dean Lewington chat in there because we're never that far away from one of us, kind of covering a game. Didn't you work out that he's played in something like eighty something percent yeah. of Milton Keynes games ever? Eighty eight percent of this. That was game seven six four of his MK Dons career. And he also had 30 games, 30 odd games for Wimbledon when the, uh, when the crossover came. I just, I just love that. He's still there, still playing, still the captain will always be the captain. He's my captain and <laughs> and him and him and the Winkle just, <laughs> just, just running the show. I'd, 
and, I, love, and, I love the guy. And you put in your Sunday snap that you were considering buying a, a Lewington three shirt. Did you actually go through on that? I didn't. I didn't buy it. I think Stu talked me out of that one. Um, I think he wanted to talk me into it, but yeah. But as as a father figure uh, to Ross, we both we both had a chat, about, <laughs> had, a chat, a chat had a chat about it and decided that um, probably shouldn't spend sixty pounds on a on a Dean Lewington um, MK Don's shirt. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a Deanaholic. I'm a Dean addict. I'm on the Dean team. Does it feel good to get it off your off your sort of chest? And, it, it, uh, it does a little bit. It does yeah. a little bit um, because I think it's maybe a little unhealthy, uh, <laughs> but but I don't care. Are you For one, red, redheads in general, Andy is that is that part of it? What? Sorry, redheads. Wow. That... Do do I do I like redheads? Um, yes. <laughs> good. <laughs> yes, I do. Particularly, particularly on thirty-six-year-old men with little curly, <laughs> little, little, little curly, um, little curly hair, and his, and his pigeon, his little barrel pigeon chest as well. The way he moves, um, yeah, love him. Well, from one sexy chat to another, um, se- sexy, sexy stuff. Obviously, we have to talk about since you last spoke late on Friday, I believe it was. Ipswich Town announced another signing, Keenan Bennett. Roscoe, just remind me where um, the lad signed from. <coughs> Borussia Mönchengladbach. No, that's right. Oh, oh, you were so close. Oh, close. Try, oh. try, try again. <coughs> I need to clear my throat. <coughs> Borussia Mönchengladbach. Very good. Yeah. Excellent. You've obviously been working on your enunciation and dictation, yeah. um, having stepped up to the big chair last week. Ross, town have made a signing. For some reason, it's exciting. He's come from a foreign club. He's a winger. He's got a cool name. What did you make of it? Uh, surprised, to be fair. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. When I saw the club put it out, I was like, oh, okay, sure. Why not? Bit of German export. I know he's, you know, I know he's British, but you know, he's coming <laughs> from Germany. Yeah. Um, so a bit of, you know, European flair coming to us. Um, yeah, and I've seen me can play different positions, so versatile. Mm. So wait and see on him. Hutchie, what did you make of it? I think we knew, we knew a, a winger was on the agenda for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm quite. I, I won't lie, I'm, I'm quite excited by it. I, I feel exactly the same right now as I did a little over a year ago when they signed Anthony Georgiou. Um, mm. Watch the videos. He can play left back. He can play left wing. Um, you watch the videos and he can he's on the front foot he's attacking i just hope it works out better than the anthony anthony georgiou hmm. uh, move he in terms of kind of reputation and and level he's he's that level higher than than georgiou hmm. I, I think um but we saw with him that he he didn't play an awful lot but that's exactly how i feel about it we'll just wait and see and uh Wait and see what impact what impact he makes. Stu could probably say a bit more about about the deal and and a bit more about him. But um, yeah, I'll, 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 I will reserve judgment until I see him play. But these kind of signings are already always quite exciting. Yeah, Stu, go on then. Tell us a bit more about him. I saw you said that um, the town beat off competition from from the championship to sign Bennett. 
Yeah, yeah, it's one I was kind of aware of in the days leading up to it, but the club were very, uh, very keen to kind of keep this under wraps because there was a few others sniffing around him. Um, QPR were, were one of them in the championship. Portsmouth, um, obviously direct rival in League One, were, were having a look as well. So, um, <clears throat> as Andy says, I think he is that. Uh, the Georgiou comparison is is a fair one and understandable. Mm-hmm. I think. It, he is a he is a level above. Georgie was someone that had was on the fringes of the Tottenham team, but hadn't had a great deal of senior football. But Bennett's is the same. But I mean, he he went to the to Germany for about two and a half, two point eight million. I'm led to believe it's in that sort of region. So that was the level of interest in him when he went over to Germany. Um, yeah, you do you do get sucked in by the videos, don't you? You look at one. Uh, Keenan Bennett's Mad Skills compilation, the next Gareth Bale, and all this sort of stuff on on YouTube. Um, everyone, all scouts will tell you, everyone can look really good in a, a two minute highlights reel. So, um, I, I think he I think he addresses a few of the the gaps in the squad. They needed a, a left footer in those forward positions. He he adds a bit of height, which is something I still think they lacked. I think he adds a bit of pace, which was another deficiency. In the squad, time time will tell on that. Um, Brian Brian Clue is someone everyone's kind of jumped to the conclusion that it was through Brian Clue's Tottenham past at the academy that this was maybe where it, it came from. Lambert's got Lambert likes German things, as as we know. I, <laughs> I get the feeling that Dave Bowman, um, the sort of chief scout, is is involved again, certainly in, on the, in the loan market with the McGuinness one and. He was the mm. one that kind of got Mick a lot of the, the Premier League loans and um, some of the younger players on loan. So um, I think that that's had a role to play in this one as well. So, yeah, look, like everyone, just looking forward to seeing uh, what he can do. It would be remiss, of course, as we sit here on, on Monday at, uh, at coming up to 10.30am. It is transfer deadline day, isn't it, Hutchie, today? Transfer deadline day, that's what it is. It's not transfer deadline day. Well, European transfer deadline day, it is, um, which is a is a, a useful segue into talking about transfers generally at town. Obviously, the actual transfer deadline day is, is a week on Friday. Um, they've brought a winger in, obviously Downs being injured, um, you would think would affect any potential move out for him. Can we just have a chat generally about what you're expecting in, in the run up to, to deadline day a week on Friday, Hutchie? Well, I asked Paul Lambert about that on Friday and you don't need to read too far between the lines to see that he would like another striker um, mm. at, at the moment, given James Norwood and Aaron Drynan have gone down. I would I would agree with him, probably. Um, but it's pretty clear that that's, that's going to be a difficult sell to the owner. Mm. And that's what Paul, that's what Paul said um, in terms of bringing somebody else in. That's probably the, the only... Going into the weekend, I would have said that is the only position they should really be looking at in terms of in terms of any further recruitment, whether any kind of sever- severity of Stephen Ward's injury changes things on left back, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what the um, what the what the diagnosis is there. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if there was nothing nothing done. And today, <laughs> t- today, I can't I can't see Ipswich and Real Madrid doing too many deals between each other today. Um, famous, famous last words. Um, I can't see it. So <laughs> I. I uh, I refuse to accept this as transfer deadline day today. I think they've done their European shopping with this, that with the, the lad Bennett's from from Tottenham. 
How about outgoings, Stewie? Because obviously the the kind of main links have been, in terms of big moves, have been outgoings, Downs and Jackson, um, Norwood to some extent as well. What Are you expecting players to leave? And, and could we still see players like Downs go, do you think? I think that's a that's a bigger conversation. They'll be more keen to get people out than the mm. ins. I think Andy's right. I think it feels like Lambert wants to add, but Evans has probably said no. You know, it's a big squad as it is. You're going to have to uh, make do with what you've got. That that's the way it feels to me at the moment. Um, outs, yes, probably the ones on the fringe. I think the downs deal will, will probably off be off given. Um, given the injury, um, certainly till January. Mm. Um, well, there will be the likes of a, a Dobra and uh, who else have we got that needs to go out and get, get game time? There's a few, McGavin, um, Andaba, Falami. Um, that, those will be the sort of ones. Barry Cotter is clearly available. Um, that's That's probably... What, what they're looking to do. Mm. They're not going to sell Jackson now, surely? <clears throat> no. I, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I didn't think they were going to sell him anyway, to be completely honest. Um, mm. But they, they can't. They can't sell him now. <laughs> mm. they, they simply can't. Let's take a few more thoughts on, from the Kerry Army before we move on to the week ahead, because there's two games coming up, uh, and it would be good to talk about them, plus a very exciting release of FIFA 21 tomorrow. Chris Miles says it's too early to tell. Anyone who thinks we have a right to walk over teams 4-0 every week needs a reality check. It takes battling displays across the season to go up. So I see it as a point gained rather than two lost, especially given the injuries. Losing Ward will be a blow, though. Greg, even though we're unbeaten, we've only played well in short periods in all of our matches thus far. We should be concerned and must improve significantly. Being happy with a point is unacceptable. Our players should be furious with performance. Our old... Uh, Viking friend Sindra Eliasson says, I urge every supporter to breathe, relax and look forward. A point away with 10 men for 30 minutes is OK. Unbeaten and half of the best players weren't even involved. Relax. Um, so there is definitely a kind of back and forth between fans who think, and here's a good one from Glory Days Artwork, our old friend Brad. Twitter has a massive overreaction when we both win and lose. It's contagious and I can't help, but I think it only adds to the malaise around the club. Um, so boys, this week there are Two games. There was originally only going to be one game, briefly. Um, there's the, the Elf Trophy tomorrow, which um, we'll come on to in a minute. Uh, and then, obviously, you'll be heading off to Blackpool, the beach at Blackpool on Saturday, which I'd imagine would be was pretty gutting for you when you thought you had a free weekend and now you've got to go to Blackpool. Um, let's start with the Elf Trophy. Uh, Stewie, we were chatting off air beforehand. We've got some quotes from Lambert. You asked him about it before, uh, after the game, sorry, on, on Saturday. It's fair to say he's, he's not looking forward to this game. <laughs> yeah, he's been bringing this up unprompted for a number of weeks now. I was trying to work out when the first game was that he mentioned it. Certainly, I think Bristol Rovers away, possibly even before that, maybe the Fulham game. Just mm. out of nowhere, when we were discussing that that game, he then started talking about, oh, the, we've got the EFL trophy coming up and I'm going to basically... Uh, bin it off and I'm going to play all the kids and if I get fined, I'll take the fine. So he's obviously had this in his mind for a while. I didn't sort of use the quotes at the time because I just thought they weren't that relevant. But um, mm. So three or four times he's been very, very keen, unprompted to make this point about um, how the trophy shouldn't have been played this season, um, which I think 
I agree with really. It's unprecedented circumstances trying to squeeze the same amount of games into a shorter time frame. We've been talking about the injury risks to people. Did they really need to play this? They've not even finished the the, the final from last season yet. Um, it's not even got a sponsor, so we're trying to work out, you know, who who would be the ones putting the pressure on to make sure that this competition goes ahead. There's not there's not like a chunk of money that needs to go back to checker trade or anything like that. Mm. The EFL has still got the League Cup as its kind of flagship competition. Um, does seem a bit strange that they've tried to. It's another competition that you've got to got to squeeze in with the group stages and everything. So he's saying that he's going to play all of the kids, which kind of leads us on to what sort of team he'll, he'll play tomorrow night. Um, it seems strange if he doesn't play some of his more senior fringe players because um, to try and get some some minutes into the legs and goes with a complete sort of under twenty threes, under eighteens team, which is kind of the tone that he's been taking because you've still got the likes of Cornell and Danassian and um, Dobra, Hughes and Darba, Wolfenden just back from injury, Lancaster could do with some minutes, Judge as well probably. Mm. Um, I get that they might not want to take too many risks with people like Jackson, that's kind of risk versus rewards. Um, the last thing they could do with him suddenly pulling up lame in a, in a meaningless game but the others that I've just mentioned... It makes sense to play them, doesn't it? I, I think so. The Alan, I spoke to Alan Judge after the game at MK, and he's he's gagging to play. Um, I'm sure Emmy Hughes would be gagging to play in this game. Um, it was that competition was really useful for him last season, playing in playing in all of those group games. I think he captained Ipswich in one of them. Um, so yeah, I, I'd be I would I and David David Cornell surely surely has to play in this game. Um, I, I would be really surprised if they didn't. Um, well, maybe, maybe he, maybe Paul was. It's hard. To, I was about to say maybe he was being a bit reactionary after seeing two of his players go off injured at, at MK Dons. But like Stu says, he's been bringing this up um, unprompted for for like three weeks. So mm. I'd be I would be surprised if they went full full kid. But um, but you never. You never know, do you? There are some like people like Dobro and Lancaster. I'm sure he maybe maybe they are kids in 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 his mind in terms of in terms of what he's thinking for this game. But people like Hughes, Cornell, Danassian, who didn't even make the bench at the weekend, I'd, I'd be amazed if they didn't play. I, I would. I think that was probably the wrong call. It's a chance, surely, to see McGuinness as well, isn't it? No, he uh, he's not available. He's he's cup tied. Ah, there you go then. And it's he's also. He's also on international standby as well, I think, for an Ireland age group team. So no, he's uh, we won't be seeing him. And did Paul, did Paul say? Did I overhear Paul after the game, Stu, saying that that Bennett's maybe not, not quite, not quite there for this one yet? Sounds like it. Yeah, he sort of that was the. Um, he was asked whether we might we, we might see him for the first time, and yeah, not not quite ready. Only just just here. Um, so yeah, it sounds like we. We won't be seeing him. So, Hutchie, I mean, this has got to burn you. <clears throat> it's got to cut you like a knife because obviously you're a big fan of the Elf Trophy. Um, but you were saying before we started recording that, that Town are going to exit tomorrow night. They could. Well, yeah, if they lose, they're, I think if they lose, they're out. So um, mm. it, it, it makes me really look forward to a visit to Crawley next month. <laughs> for a, for a the, dead rubber. The deadest 
the deadest of dead robbers. No, I, no, I, I, they they could quite easily get something out out of Gillingham tomorrow night. I I I do think some of those senior, more senior players will play with mm. with a, a squad packed with the younger guys that we saw last season as well, like Tommy Hughes, Tommy Smith, Tyree Simpson, maybe on the on the bench, uh, Brett McGavin, who, who you know is a perfectly capable young football player, isn't he? It'd be good to see him, and that's the reason why I like this competition. I guess getting to see those those guys play um, with a blend of some of the more senior players alongside them. So I, I've still got a hunch we'll see people like Hughes and Danassian in this in this one. Okay, we'll see. Then obviously back to the real business on Saturday. Uh, Stewie, just, just be, be honest with me. How gutted were you when uh, it went from being a blank weekend to a, a trip to Blackpool? I'm not that bothered to be honest, because you've you've got to go there at some point. So um, let's do it now while the weather's hopefully slightly better for the journey. Instead of uh, when when was the original game in November? November. Yeah, November, <clears throat> November the 14th. So in this sort of new, weird, surreal, parallel universe that we live in, Ipswich and have gone from last season, sort of uh, the the chopping and changing of personnel and systems, and everything's different. And now we've gone from postponing every international game to, and now actively filling games that have uh, been been called off, which is uh, slightly strange. But I know people have kind of suggested, well, why, why on earth are we moving games forward when, when there's so many injuries at the moment? Um, the first thing to say on that is that this, this decision was made before the weekend. Um, and then the second thing to say on that is I, I think, I know it creates a gap a little bit further down the line, but that's a gap that may need to be filled anyway at some point because who knows what's around the corner with with the COVID stuff. We, we saw a game in League One postponed very late in the day at the weekend um, because of positive tests returning. Um, the, the weather could have an impact at some point. So I think it's in, it's fairly sensible just to kind of play games at the first available opportunity and give yourself a bit of a wriggle room further down the line. Mm. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about it more in, in Thursday's show, actually looking at Blackpool. But um, I, I like the, I like it. I think it's good, like you say, get the games in. I'd be amazed if there isn't some kind of COVID-related pausing or stoppage of the season at some point. We're seeing positives tests, cancelling games. We're seeing in the NFL talks of pausing the season, uh, big-name players going down with it. So I think get as many games in as possible, get as many points uh, on the board as possible, and then see where we go. And also, of course, this weekend, oh, it's inevitable that Luke Garbutt will score, isn't it? think he's going to be on the bench but um oh. but yeah it's inevitable he'll do something he'll do something he'll get on um well as i say we'll talk about that more on, on thursday show roscoe you've been silent for a while and i feel bad so i want to come right. to you I want, I, want, I want to talk to you about two things i want to talk to you first of all fifa 21 out tomorrow you're mm-hmm. going to be um getting getting the game and, and doing a, a review video for us um what did you make, first of all? I know you talked about it last week. And, and Sue, I must say, I very much enjoyed your fun little game, higher or lower, on the <laughs> ratings. This is maybe something we need to introduce, because every time I'm off, quite often, Sue, you come up with a little game. Famously, the uh, how to pronounce names wrongly game was was one of your better ones. Well, um, mm, it, wasn't my, it wasn't my best effort. It didn't really bring the results that I wanted uh, from Ross. <laughs> I was but, really uh, terrible for that, yeah. We can last, make that a feature if you want. Stu's uh, little game. I like Stu's little <laughs> game. Yeah. Um, let's, let's have as many little running things as we can. Obviously, we've got the strike. We've got Mark's 
Mark's big question every now and then. Stu's little game feels like something that, that would be good to add to the roster. But Roscoe, f- first of all, tomorrow, obviously, the game's out. Um, as, a, as a FIFA player yourself, what, what will you be looking for? Uh, hopefully no bugs, because normally there's always bugs in the game. Yeah. Um, and it's always freezes straight away. But Because um, last year's game was not good in terms of a playing side of it. So hopefully they've improved that. But, you know, I just look forward to uh, it's, it's the first few weeks. I'm proper on it. I'm like every day I'm on it. So my, my missus will not be a big fan of me. <laughs> um, so I'll be basically taking over the living room and the TV. Um, but this, but, uh, this, yeah. this, my friend, is the first year you can buy it and then claim it back on expenses. Yeah. For work. Is... Living the dream. What friend? What? <laughs> Of course, he can claim it back because he's uh, he'll, be, he'll be producing content around it for us. So uh, yeah, there's that, and there's also I just want to uh, to bring up to speed the Tractor Girls, Roscoe, because obviously you're heavily involved with the Ipswich Ladies. They won again yesterday, didn't they? Yeah, got very wet um, at Playford Road because the game was um, well wasn't playable at Felix though, so they had to move it to Playford Road, and uh, yeah, very wet. But uh, they won, so that's always a bonus if um, if it's terrible weather. But the team wins. You, Who did they beat? Uh, Cambridge City. Score? A four nil. So goals. And who who scored? Give them give them a shout out. Uh, Anna Gray. Yeah. Nice little tap in. George Allen scoring a first goal um, in her second appearance for the club, and then Paige Peak scored twice. She's a defender, and she just she loves scoring. She just loves scoring. But yeah, good good game all you know all round in the weather, um, and yeah. Happy days. Three winners out of three. Top of the league. Top, top of the table. Yeah. 100 points, 100 goals, etc. HMS Pistol League. Um, boys, is there anything else to talk about? Um, we haven't even mentioned, and I don't know why we would necessarily, but the batshit crazy results in the Premier League yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did not expect to see Aston Villa 7, Liverpool 2 when I looked, when I looked at the scores. Uh, nor did I expect to see Tottenham 6, Man United 1. Crazy. Um Anything else to throw to the mix, boys, before we take our leave? Well, we'll just we'll just give Everton the title now, shall we? I'd be quite wow. happy. <laughs> your bo- your boys are storming it. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the bug back, my football sort of fandom bug back now. I'm actually quite looking forward to match of the day. It's um, still, it still seems unbelievable. You got Hamas Rodriguez playing for you. Yeah, yeah. All very strange. Um, what a weird year this is turning out to be in isn't so it? many ways, isn't what? it? Yeah, the goals thing in the Premier League is 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 weird, isn't it? I don't really know. Is that that must be to do with with the, the empty stadiums, uh, probably the fitness element, as we t- discussed in terms of sort of the lack of a normal preseason. It's it's really strange, really strange. Defenders have forgotten to offend, basically. Yeah, it's just a strange. The whole of sport is strange without fans. It's just odd, and it must be very difficult for players to 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 get up for these games with, with no, because you're a professional athlete, you thrive on performing in front of, you know, full stadiums and under pressure and spotlight on you. And it must just be so odd in the moment. Anyway. I, I found it a bit depressing actually on Saturday. I said it to Andy a few times. I don't know why, but that was the first time it really, it really hit me how sort of soulless it is with no fans in there and how sad it is that we'd been there the yeah. previous year, 3000 away fans. That's when Lambert was giving it the, the big, fist pump big in at the end of the game when they'd held on for the for the one nil win and, and you're turning up to grounds, nobody there beforehand, empty inside. The players 
when Nolan scored, kind of ran and celebrated where we were. We were kind of much nearer pitch side where the press box was, and it just yeah, it just didn't it didn't feel right. It's not it doesn't feel right at all, and it must be affecting the uh, the players. Um, mm. I don't I like see- it. I assume there's no update since I've been away on, on when fans might be allowed to return. No, nothing at all. Nope. But um, lots of uh, lots of excitement about the fact that people could go and watch the Nutcracker at the Royal Albert Hall. That's, yeah, that's the uh, that's the big comparison. The big How? comparison this week. But that's yeah. I mean that that seems crazy to me. Hutchie, any any other any other business? How's your new bathroom bedding in? It's still fine. Yeah. Um, can I get an, a Dean Lewington MK Don shirt through expenses? How would you How would you claim that was an expense of your job? You liked the bit in the column, didn't you? Uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> I like plenty of things you write about, but um, yeah, I don't want you to start writing about Lambos or anything like that, just in case. I'm going to take, take that as a yes. So I'm going to press, <laughs> I'm going to press buy it now on this that I've got up on my screen at the moment. Okay, job done. Sixty-five pounds. Good luck with getting that past the uh, the bean counters at, at Arch and Headquarters, my friend. Um, boy, is there anything else to mention? No other business. No other business. Done. I should also. Um, I know people like TV recommendations. I've been watching a bit of Netflix while I've been away. Um, a couple of things to shout out: Criminal, superb. Mm. Um, I don't know if any of you watched Criminal, uh, but. The, the second episode of the second series, they're all standalone episodes of police interrogations with Kit Harrington in about a guy accused of rape is one of the best things I've seen on TV all year. Extremely good acting. Uh, and also, a little bit more like hard, American Barbecue Showdown. Get on that. You'll, you'll definitely... That sounds ridiculous. Oh, it's amazing, my friend. That will definitely make you want to be cooking brisket in your home smoker and all sorts of stuff. Um, good for the October weather. Um, so, yeah, all that leaves me to say then uh, is just the usual stuff. Follow us across our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Kings of Anglia, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you'd be so kind because that really helps us in our uh, in our visibility in the charts. I see people on there talking about merch, boys, asking for merchandise from KOA. Um, just, he says, feeling frantically as he brings up the review. Uh, here we are. Chris Doig has left a review. He says, Good when is... When is the T-shirt range coming out? When can I make a decision over whether to walk around with the producer Ross and friends, Dr. Stuart Watson, Hutch Hogan, or the other bloke tops? Um, I quite like being the, the other bloke. That's quite good. Um, so, yeah, merch. Maybe we should think about that, boys. Um, I saw a, a hearty conversation about numbers as well on mugs um, as I was catching up on Twitter. So something to consider. Um, let's take our lead now though, boys. Gillingham in the Elf Trophy tomorrow night and then we'll be back on Thursday to break that down ahead of the big trip to Blackpool. Hope you all have a great start to the week. Uh, watch the game. Uh, enjoy it if you if you are watching it tomorrow night um, and we'll speak again on Thursday. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
at audiobeam.com slash channel slash archive.